Yo, yo, what is up, digital creators? We're back for another episode. We're in the studio with Francis. Yo, what's good? And Calvin. Yo, what's going on? AKA Cowboy Calvin. And uh, Calvin, Ison's AKA Cowboy Calvin, is a Perth based stylist. Calvin's styling work is influenced by the fluid nature of the 70s glam rock scene mixed with formal wear. Tying in relaxed color palettes and vintage silhouettes. Calvin is currently balancing freelancing, where in the last 12 months he's worked for local retailers and music artists. And he's currently balancing that with working retail at Doc Buttons. I'm stoked to have him in the studio. And we're also joined uh, by Francis. The one, the only. Yes, yes, sir. Francis over here. Uh, Francis is an alternative hip hop artist and has also jumped on for some yarns. Yes, sir. Let's go. Um, yeah, but for real, Calvin. Um, so how did you jump into the styling scene? What was that about? Take us back. Take it back. Ooh. <clears throat> Take like us back one. to where it all began. Yeah, right. Um, started maybe like what two years ago or something like that. I always wanted to be. Uh, like Fitpick famous on Instagram. I'm sure like a lot of people wanted to be as well. Um, you know, you've got the likes of like the sausage lords of the world and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Shout out Annie. Um, so when I was in like high school or something like that, I wanted to take Fitpics and want to blow up on Instagram. Um, so, you know, yeah, me and my friend Francis right here. Mm-hmm. We'd, um, oh shit, we closed now. <laughs> we'd, um, we'd go, you know, at 3am after work and stuff like that. I try to work my hardest and try and juggle, you know, the Fitpick saga and stuff like that. Um, and then I started like a TikTok page and yep. I used to do all like, you know, six second fits and stuff like that. And it started to blow up a little bit more, not blow up, but like, you know, like three, 4K views and then it yep. jumped to like 10K and stuff like that. Sheesh. Um, and then I got contacted through now a really good friend of mine, Peter Hayes, which was a photographer in mm-hmm. TikTok. And um, he invited me to his After Dark book launch, which was at the start of this year in uh, January, February. And um, yeah, we just had a chat and had a yarn and stuff like that. And he was like, hey man, like, uh, do you want to do some work together? And I was gassed. I didn't really know what styling was back then. Um, But yeah, and then that's how it kind of took off. We had our first shoot in February. And um, yeah, that's how it took off. And now I've just been grinding ever since, trying to work with as many Perth people and brands as possible. But yeah, it's been a really good experience so far. Yeah, man, collaboration is a huge key in getting to where you want to go. For sure. Especially in, like, places like Perth, we're kind of a bit sprawled out, but um, with, like, social media, especially TikTok, I found myself, like, collaborating, connecting with more sort of like-minded people, and it's uh, super helpful. Like, TikTok was a big one. So, like, um, you just kind of put yourself out there through that platform, and uh, you started to get a views and that sort of thing yeah i actually started um with like aesthetic videos and stuff like that i made like 10 second videos of like you know francis and all my friends and stuff would go on like little adventures when i was like 18 or something and um yeah just take videos of that and then i started to want to kind of just show off my style a little bit more because my instagram was dead like no one was liking my stuff yeah stuff like that and then um yeah i guess people through tiktok with the audience it can grab um, it just started to get sent out there and, you know, people sent around to each other and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, TikTok's been a massive thing, I think, for a lot of creatives as well. Definitely jumping on a TikTok, especially when it first started. 100%. Yeah, I tell everybody, like, if you want to get yourself out there or, like, get work, like, in your niche, just post content around it. Yeah, just keep posting content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you still, like, posting on TikTok at the moment or where is most of your work going um, after I was posted on TikTok for a very long time and then I obviously started to get a lot more work through like Instagram and photographers and stuff. So I stuck mainly with Instagram, but you know, every now and then I'll kind of post like a Fitpic or something like that, mm-hmm. um, like a Fitpic video. But mainly I just kind of stick through Instagram and TikTok was more of just a, a platform I could use to leap to another and bigger, yeah. bigger thing. Stuff yeah, like yeah. Because uh, nowadays with social media, like Instagram, the reach... Shocking. It's just not as good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I've gotten to a point, I think, maybe because I've done the whole TikTok thing and, like, gotten to a number that I kind of, I'm like, cool. I, like, 
now I'm just I don't really care about the likes or the views too much. I got into that place. Yeah. Um but yeah, TikTok. Like if you want to get out there, TikTok, but Instagram it's it's good for a portfolio, I guess. Instagram's all my portfolio work and TikTok, yeah, once you get to the certain amount of likes, like it just doesn't really mean much anymore. And I mm. wanted to focus more on, you know, the new passion I had. So definitely Instagram is my portfolio kind of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. And um, you you originally like styled yourself and that's how you got, like how did you get into fashion? You are just like, yeah. into when you styled yourself and you wanted to post fit pics sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It was literally just through Instagram, obviously yeah. with the fit pics, you had to you had to style yourself for that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then through the TikTok, I would just be, you know, just about to go run out the door and something like that. Yeah. And um, I'd like just put up my camera and just like do a little video, add a sound on it and just dip to work or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, basically just styling myself and then it progressed to over time of where um, it just became a bit hard and I everyone kind of don't want to be that guy that always posted himself and stuff like that. Yeah. Very not much what I was after and um, I just decided to, you know, when I when I caught up with friends or something like that, I'd be like, wait, can I just put you in this and take a photo? Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. a lot six, easier six, for six, me. Six. And um, like as, we, as we've talked about, I'm very much like I want my work to show for itself mm. and, I, and I had to take away my image on the social media for that to work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely, it's a lot easier because I can work with a lot more Perth creatives now. I've worked with heaps of people that I've just met through the scene and it's really cool. Like you've got like musicians, you've got like Annie who takes fit pics, people who work at, like at Cabinet Noir or something like that. I'm always just trying to, yeah, take fits of them and that type of stuff. Yeah, true. Um, and where do you sort of source most of your clothing? Because I know that's a big part of styling is like sourcing and getting the gear. Do you kind of have brands in mind or is it more sort of like a aesthetic that you have in mind and you go maybe thrifting or that sort of thing? In the earlier days, it was 100% thrifting. I mean, you, to, to source clothes, you have to build reports with brands and you have to be in the business mm. for a bit longer to do, to do that. Um, so, you know, when I was first starting, I was hitting the thrift almost like every weekend trying to find stuff. I'd always be thrifting, spending all my like money from retail to find new stuff. And then it gets to a point where it, it wasn't, um, I couldn't find the pieces I really wanted. Mm. I could, there was only such a selection and I didn't have enough money to buy, you know, pieces from those big brands in Perth or any stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I love like Gucci and stuff like that, but there's no way I was going to afford that. So at, at, at start it was, you know, Working with what you've got, and I think that's a massive thing. A lot of people think like really, really long term ahead, and they're like, "Oh, but like I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. Like I want to style Gucci, I want to do yeah. that." And it's like, well, you don't have any portfolio, mm. like which I didn't at the time. I only had TikTok, so I had to do with what you've got, and I think that's a big thing, just dealing with what you've got and making it work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then obviously that builds over time. Where now I've built working in the industry for a bit, I've built rapport with. Um, brands and I can pull some pieces and stuff like that, which is always makes my job a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was, it sounds like it's been pretty recent. Like it's, was it only over the last 12 months or something like that, that, or have you been at it for a couple of years? So to like break into the scene. Cause like now yeah. I feel like a lot of people, creative people sort of. With, with breaking into the scene, I think I didn't really have my mind set on one thing. It, it's been different times when I've been growing up where I want to take this. Um, so when I was first starting off, I would say over a course of two years, maybe mm. it would be, uh, it would be about two years, I'd say. Um, and then it's only been throughout maybe this last six months. So I did my first proper styling shoot yep. in February this year. And uh, who was that with? That was with the Peter Hayes. Okay. Yeah. So very much, um, he very much took me under his wing with that and kind of showed me the ins and outs of the business and, um, it's just been like a, a massive help with um with how I wanted to take this direction and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that was my first shoot. If you keep scrolling down, it was um it was definitely interesting. It was it was a lot of fun. No, I keep going down. All the way down. I've put too much work out. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep going. So this is yeah, it's just like seven months ago. So you can actually see the date when you've done it as well, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, that's Francis. Your boy Francis over there. 
Hey, Francis has actually modelled for you a few times. That actually might be a bit further up then. It was it was only in February this year. Um, it shit there, right there in the middle. That one. This one. That was my. Oh, first that's pretty shoot. cool. Yeah. Was that with? Uh, that was with Peter and Edel. Yep. Um, oh, cool. And I yeah. love this. Yeah, I love this uh, aesthetic. Yeah, it was very much like when I was first starting out. So proper doing the styling stuff. It was very much. Um, I loved a really nice preppy look, and all of that really comes from Gucci and stuff like that. Mm. But with these clothes here, they were all thrifted, so wow. I couldn't pull anything. That's a very nice blazer as well. Yeah, it was. Um, all of that was thrifted. Yeah. Um, if obviously I could go back in time and have the even this uh, all of it. Wow. Every single piece on there is thrifted, or through my girlfriend at the time mm. um, for the skirt, I think. Um, but I had to make it work. There was I didn't have any. Um, report with any brands or anything so all of that was thrifted but you know it's still like I look back at it now and I'm still like that was cool for what I, the time I was and stuff like that um, I'm still really happy with the shoot obviously that's why I've kept it up but it has Dude, like, I like it yeah. it's, a, it's a less sentimental is there, value to um, me. is there more shots here yeah. so can you describe uh, your creative process in creating these looks obviously before uh, you went thrifting or maybe with Peter, you were discussing a sort of yeah. style that you wanted to go for. And Pe- then Peter and I literally just caught up for a coffee and um, we kind of just, we set out like a three shoot plan of what we were going to do. So we wanted to lock in three shoots with each other and this was one of the first shoots. Um, it's it's a pretty wild one with this. Peter and I, we very much try and think out the box as much as possible. There's also a video with this one as well um, that would be on his page. Um but kind of there's no one else really doing this type of stuff at the time mm. with golfing and I was obviously with the really preppy style. So with that, I instantly thought of, you know, the golf and all those very high luxury kind of um, hobbies and stuff mm. like that. Um, and I was super into like Le Fleur and stuff like that yep. by Tyler, which is very much this type of aesthetic. Golf, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's for the first time, it wasn't much... Uh, obviously, there was a bit of creative stuff with it, but yeah, this was um, very much very easy for me to do. And Peter was just inc- incredible at photography in this. It was insane. I was super happy. Um, How did you get, like, did you have to wash the, like, did you bleach out the whites? Because sometimes it's, it's, like, hard to find white whites, you know what I mean? But, like, it looks very, like, very clean whites. Came up. Came up? Yeah, man. So, but this, this, uh, that that is that is from I actually got that when I was with Francis. That was the cricket sweater I got from Malaga Sammy's. Good Sammy's. Wow. Yeah. Every you know So how many like how many stores did you have to thrift to find For these outfits I'd go to maybe like three or four. I wouldn't Wow, that's it's yeah. it's not much. I would be looking at every single rack though. I feel like that's something a lot of people don't do, especially a lot of teenagers yeah. and stuff. When you're trying to find a cool fit and stuff like that. Um you know, you've got to look at every single rack because there's always going to be that one piece that's just in there and it's just going to be like, you'll never see it because it's in the back of the women's section or something like that. So you spend quite, because some people like me, when I'm thrifting, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah rack, 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 like uh, yeah. looking at quite fast. So you're quite a slow, I'm, you're looking at everything, to looking at material, every, to looking at material. every single piece, every single piece. And that was the struggle with it because I couldn't afford anything else. That was That was like the make or break. I had to be within those four fucking mm. with those four salvos yeah. um, to find the piece. So I had to make it work. It's, it's I say it all the time, but you just have to make it work. Yeah. Well, even doing like DIY and stuff like that, like finding a collared shirt, cropping it. Mm. It's a crop shirt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah that yeah, type for of sure, stuff. For sure. You have to make it work, especially like starting in a creative industry. No one has any money. Yeah. You don't yeah. have any money. I was I was rolling around with maybe eighty bucks in my account yeah, 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 to try yeah. and find these pieces, yeah. and I'd spend all eighty dollars on all these pieces, <laughs> or I'd call upon friends like, "Hey man, can I borrow your shoes for this shoe? Yeah. Hey, can I borrow this shirt? Stuff true, like true, that." True. Yeah, it's just it's it's a very it's a very big like love industry. So you got to build relationships, yeah, bring with those connections, people yeah. and connections and stuff like that. Yeah, but for sure you got to make it work with whatever you have. Yeah, and uh, what are your maybe top five tips for thrifting you say? see i haven't thrifted if i'm being honest i haven't thrifted in maybe a couple months because i've been able to pull from a couple <laughs> other places um top five all right 
this go. I'll keep it like three or four. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think I can think of five. Um, definitely checking every single rap rack. If you're a guy, look in the girl section, girl, look yeah, in the yeah, section, facts. that type of stuff. Because you'll find some dope pieces. I've found blouses and stuff like that that are so hard that I love. Um, taking your time with it, you know, put your headphones in. If you go to the Salvos with the wrong kind of mindset and, you know, you're not vibing out and stuff like that, have some tunes in your ears that's going to make it the time go a little bit easier, a little bit slower and go on a full stomach because yeah. there's always a Maccas outside. Yeah. There's always a Maccas outside of Salvos. So um, I remember just like being in Salvos, looking out the window, I'm like, bloody hell, I'm so hungry. So you got to like focus. Yeah, just being focused. I mean, yeah, uh, just having some sort of idea also helps, obviously. Um, but if you don't have any idea at all, it at, makes it a little bit better because you're looking for kind of, you're really open to everything, but literally just, it's not, it's not that big of a task. Mm-hmm. Just go in, get your stuff done. You'll find something you like for sure. And if you don't, oh well, go back another day. There's always another day. And uh, in Perth specifically, are there any, you know, where, where are the hotspots in terms of uh, thrifting what locations? Because you guys are out sort of, East, East yeah. Malaga ways. I don't think I've thrifted out there. I thrift, um, I don't even thrift in Fremantle. I don't think it's that great. I, I thrift in Canning Vale. Mm. Oh, Bentley? Bentley has a big ass salvo. Bentley, all right. Yeah, they have a oh, really, really, really big, big one? one. Yeah. There used to be a huge salvo in Midland that was good, but it's not there anymore. But Bentley, all right, I'll check that out. Yeah, it's like really massive. It's like basically a warehouse. So like a Bentley. big ass warehouse full of clothes. So, yeah. That's what me and all the boys used to find like some Gosha pieces there oh, as yeah. well. Sick. It's amazing. It's just all you gotta do is like know your tags. Yeah. So if you know the right tags, like if you look at a Gildan, yeah. most Gildans have like band banties printed on them. Gildans yeah. are so, so just as long as you find a Gildan when you're looking through like the thrifting, you're gonna find a piece there. Yeah. And then you so, know it's like, oh, it might be a Banty. And then you look at it, it's a Banty from like nineteen ninety two. So yeah, so yeah. Gildan, Gildan pieces are always the best quality thrifts. Like really good material, like yep. thick material. It's actually funny that you say Frio is not that good because I'm going to say Frio is my best thrift. Really? Yeah. It's, Subi? Hey? Subiaco. Subi's like a, a little bit more. Straight like. Yeah, Frio. Subi's a little bit more like boutiques and stuff like that. If we're talking like, like basic thrift, obviously Morley was always a really good one for me. Just outside of Morley Galleria, I kind of milked it a little bit. Oh, actually, you know where. I actually do thrift a lot and it's fire. Um, Myrie. Myrie, you got Vinny's, a Save the Children's, a Sam, uh, Salvo's and a Sammy's within like five minute drive. Like, so just go bang, 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 bang. Bam. It's, and I think it's a little bit out of where people normally go. So it's like, that's a, a good bit. spot there. Yeah, I think, keep that. Yeah, it's like the Myrie and then the, the Burragoon Sammy's is fire. Burgoon's always pretty far from us, to be fair. I, yeah. I know, I've seen a lot of TikToks when people say, um, like, South River is always the best for thrifting, which is fine with me, because I find everything North River. So uh, South of the River has some fire pieces. They do. They have they some do. fire pieces. If you want high-end stuff, the Mozen Park, Cottesloe, oh, there's only, like, a couple. <laughs> yeah. They usually have, like, I've seen, the only thing is, I feel like thrifts these days, they're, like, Onto the brands now more than ever. Like no, stuff they, is they priced up. Bring the price up. And they they're like, be there. definitely defeats the whole purpose of it, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think TikTok has a lot to do with that. It is, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a tough one. It's a tough cookie. Um, You've got to think you are giving to a charity at the same time. Mm. But the charity is also for people who could, you know, can't really ever go to the, you know, Myers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like affordable clothing, which is also a great thing. So I think, um, if you're one of those people that thrift every single day to find stuff, um, chill out a little bit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chill out I mean, a little but bit. But then again, it's also like, you know, t- with TikTok and stuff like that, everybody wants to like find good thrifts. Yeah. So back when we were thrifting in like 2020, when the pandemic, just before the pandemic ha- happened, there was everything there. Like my boys would go to the store and then find like um, Ed Hardy pieces there. Yeah. So now Hardy, like nothing's yeah. there. Mm. It is, it is a bit drying up at the moment. Um, you know, if I ever have like a free day off or something, I always just like going to the thrift and giving a coffee or something like that. So it's it's quite thera- yeah. therapeutic. To it me. is. It's like if uh, it's usually something that I do on the way to or from something. Yeah. Then it's like hit up a few on the way, but, but yeah, 
Would and you prefer like Good Sammy's or like Vinny's? I would tough say one. tough one. I would say Sammy's Vinny's definitely jacks up that price a lot. Um, Sammy's it always comes through. I think you know the the one the um the spot you were talking about is that a Sammy's the big warehouse? I think it is a Sammy's. Because there's also yeah. Vinny's next to each other because they're always like right next to each other. And everything. Yeah, I feel like Sammy's is definitely more chill and I always find more stuff at Sammy's. They've got more items there. I think because people maybe know Sammy's uh, more than Vinny's, possibly something like that. They, they, they always drop stuff there, so I find Sammy's, yeah. Fair enough. And with uh, you were talking about like brands that you sort into, you mentioning Gucci and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like why... Um, why do you like Gucci personally? Because like I know a lot of people like Gucci because it's like it's sort of a very well known brand, yeah. like high end expensive brand. I love the Gucci bag. Blah, blah, blah. But what's like your reason for liking yeah. Gucci? There are like the two different types of Gucci buyers. You've got obviously the Gucci hat buyers, and then the very much the fluid Gucci buyers. Um, I think growing up, a massive inspiration to me was you know that seventies glam rock period mm-hmm. of like the Rolling Stones and all that type of stuff. Um, so I kind of fell in love with that style first and then I'll be like, you know, where can I get these pants from? Or, you know, where are they pulling this inspiration from? And then I would find, you know, like Gucci and stuff like that. Um, so it's always just been a massive, like I know from my day one brand, the first brand I fell in love with was Gucci. Mm-hmm. Just for the the silhouettes, the colours, it's just incredible to me. So you can actually like appreciate the stylistic choices that oh. go into like the branding and the garments. And I love it every is, bit about it. Uh, do you think it, it deserves that price tag for the quality? Um, to be honest, I don't think any of those brands deserve the price tag for the quality. I know it might be rough for me to say that. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, they're just clothes. And for yeah. me as a stylist, clothes are meant to be worn. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're worth that price, but I can yeah. still, you know, I don't think, you know, that mansion is worth that price, but yeah. people still buy it and I yeah. can still appreciate it. And I've just... I've appreciated everything Gucci's ever put out. Mm-hmm. I like every piece. I watch every one Ray. Well, it's, just yeah. in, it's just incredible. I just can't. If I could style one thing for the rest of my life, it would be Gucci. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really look like it because I'm wearing a butter goods hoodie. <laughs> um, but that's just the difference between, you know, my personal style and how I style people. Yeah. Um, with my personal style, it's super casual. Yep. You know, when I get up in the morning and I have a shoot, it's one less thing I have to worry about. Yeah. It's just literally like just chuck on a hoodie chuck my hat on and yep. off I go. Um, but with my personal style, it's definitely, I mean, with my s- people I like to style, it's definitely Gucci and stuff like that. Yeah, I think uh, style's also about just being comfortable and I guess with the style you're sort of wearing, you're not making yourself the main character. Like when you're going out to work and you're styling people, mm-hmm. you're like, this is, I want you to be the main character. Of course, yeah. So, yeah, and it kind of also ties into um, you s- mentioning you know, putting your work before yourself yep. kind of ties into that factor. 100%. As well. Yeah. And uh, I think it is super important to put your work before yourself because I see I see a lot of influencers, you know, like, and, yeah, putting themselves out there kind of, I guess you can get caught in that sort of trend of wanting more likes, wanting more views and that sort of thing. But when you you're an artist or a creative and you actually have a skill and you want that you want you actually you really want that skill to come first because if someone's hiring you they're not going to hire you because you're cowboy calvin with oh, yeah. 1 million followers they're yeah. going to be like yo he has a he's very skilled at styling yeah 100% it's um yeah it's the age old question of everyone always asks you know what does he look like and stuff like that or like why don't you post yourself or why don't you ever dress up in how you style people and stuff mm-hmm. like that but yeah it's just the you know, I really want my work to speak for myself. Um, And I want people to fall in love with my work before, you know, they start to like me even. I mean, I want, yeah, people to look at my profile and be like, wow, that's good styling. Who's done this? Yeah. And it's happened that I really like that. And I've met people out and about. And I actually quite like, you know, people not knowing who I am. I'm I'm a very, like, low-key person. Mm, mm. The past couple of years I've become really low-key, you know, yeah, I don't have any social media except Instagram and TikTok, um, mm-hmm. and I don't even post myself on Instagram. So I like that people really gravitate towards my work and like my work, and I know it's because of my work and not for who I am as a person. And then um, that's when you know I can build a relation with someone. Um, just like you, I only met you how long ago? Like a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. Jargon launch was. Yeah, jargon launch, and um, 
a lot of people there don't even know who I was either until, you know, you bring up the fact that you're this person or something like that. Yeah, so. and if you think about, like, the big designers like Izzy Miyake or um, Mason Margiela and stuff, like, they're very anti-putting... Mason Margiela, no one yeah. even knows what yeah. they no, look he, like. No Rumor, <laughs> Rumour has it, yeah, that he there was no... There's no photo of him in existence. So I think they... Yeah, a couple. One, <laughs> one Might be one. Isn't it in the 80s or something, that photo? We're going to post it up <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they're very low-key. And uh, I think, yeah, again, it's and just putting their design. And first. Mason Margiela speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I am not also against people. You know, if you're a stylist or creative and you post yourself, yeah, completely up to you. Personal yeah. brand, build that personal brand. Yeah. I've had 100 people tell me, you need to post yourself. Yeah. Um, Find the personal brand. Um, 100% Yeah you do you I'll do me I'm all for Power of the people I'm yeah. power to you You do whatever makes It work for you Yeah And um, this is It's been a really fun experience so far And it's worked for me so far Yeah So you know I, Obviously I'm jumping onto this podcast today um, Showing my face I mean some people know what I look like And stuff like that But um, <laughs> Damn son Facebook. Where'd you find this <laughs> um, Shout out to Digital Creators Podcast <laughs> um, But yeah no I, I, I want to start doing Stuff like this more often, but yeah, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say, in my personal journey as a photographer, like I never like put myself out there, but in terms of connecting with people, I I kind of had to show the face behind the brand, like with the way social media was going and getting yourself out there, like uh, TikTok and YouTube. I would like have to, you know, post behind the scenes. Yeah. And with my branding, I had to consciously create myself as a character. I'm a photographer. Yeah. Show myself as a photographer. I've kind of got it to the point, as I was saying, where like I can step back. And now um, when I do start, I've been a bit quiet, but when I do start posting again, it's going to be more just my work. And I just want my work to, s- I'm at that place where I can let my work speak for myself. Yeah. So I've gone and I've put myself out there. Bang. People like some people know who I am. Get my your work out there and now step back, boom. So it's you can you can play around with both. Hundred percent. It's yeah. very much like um Frank Ocean, you know, you talk about his oh, yeah. early years in Old Future and stuff like that. And even for you know, he was everywhere in the media, I think, mostly. You know, he yeah. even did like a couple of interviews one on one, you know, he was with Odd Future and they were always putting out stuff. Mm. Um and then, you know, he took some time off, really worked on his stuff. And now he's put music out and he's chilling. He's living his life. And that's what I like to do as well. You know, yeah. I like to post my image, do my work, go live yeah, my life. exactly. I think uh, some people forget that that's kind of the end goal. It's like not to have yourself sort of out there. Like as a creative, um, I want to have the lifestyle of creating what I want to create, but it doesn't mean I necessarily have to become some public figure. And if I'm happy with that, then... Yeah. Well, whatever well, makes yeah. you happy go and live your life do your stuff yes yeah. sir yes sir did you create this podcast we are dropping Bam. knowledge bombs boom, yeah, boom, boom. motivational yes, motivational speak yes sir but yeah uh, talking about like uh, golf wang and Tyler the creator I can kind of see uh, golf Lafleur's influence in your sure. styling style like yeah he's also very much kind of uh, reinterpreted vintage into in like a contemporary way, mm. and I think uh, yeah, Tyler's just a genius in how he's got his own style, and uh, yeah, he's put that into both music and now fashion, and I think it's just really cool. Definitely a massive influence to me and a lot of people I know, but yeah, definitely a massive you know early influence. You've got I mean I'm wearing a golf wang hat for God's sake. I wear this every day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely a massive influence, you know, when we first started doing my stuff yeah. um, and still an influence to this day, obviously I've had time to, you know, have that personal style and obviously with my first shoot was super golf wang mm-hmm. and now I've gotten, you know, past that and I'm found my own way to style, but from the origins, obviously, yeah, T was massive, yeah, that type of stuff. Um, yeah, for sure. And just being yourself, man, like finding like your true identity mm. and stuff as cliche as that shit sounds. Yeah. Um, Finding that also really helps. So I've also found a lot of who I am now is through experiences I've had and all that type of stuff. Um, so finding your own identity before you go find someone else's, I think, is a massive thing. That was super motivational and cute as fuck. You need some 
damn, son, damn. where'd you find this? That was oh, cute as fuck. The laugh. Yeah. Round of oh. applause. <laughs> um, and, like, what's your creative process when styling for, like, somebody, like, could be for a photo shoot or a music yeah. video? Obviously, you have to um, tie it in with their direction, but you also yeah. want to, I guess... Are you expressing a little bit of your taste in that, or you're like, "This is their thing. Let me style it to like what they want." And like, how do how do you go about that? It all very much depends on who you're working with. If you're working for a client, you very much um, they are hiring you because of your styling abilities mm. or um, how you style. So there's got to be somewhat something there. Um, it all depends on the brief they give you. So I just did a music video recently, and they gave me you know a six scene brief for music video. And um, there were certain fits and colours they wanted and that makes my job a hundred times easier. Yeah, yeah, good brief. Shout yeah. out to people who give out Shout good out people creative briefs. Good briefs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that always helps. But, you know, if I'm just doing like a creative shoot with someone or even like yeah, anything like that, it's fully up to, you know, as long as you're sitting with the person, you know, who owns the clothes yeah, or yeah. the model and just spitballing ideas. I mean, mm. styling and creative direction is a little bit different. Um, I like I like to have creative direction in styling and stuff, but I'm always open to you know people like how about you put the glasses on? I'm like yeah, do that, whatever. Yeah. Um, I just the final shot is I decide yes or no. And it's still like you're still passionate about that sort of styling, even though it's not you're not making a hundred percent of creative yeah. decisions. You're like I want to style to the best of my ability for this. Yeah, that's product. you know that's what like, we get hired yeah. for yep. the music video. They hired me out to style this person and I was like, for sure, I'm going to put 100% of what I can into it. Yeah. Like it, removing yourself. Yeah, removing yourself from yeah. it because at the end of the day, all I've wanted to be is a stylist and mm -hmm. style people. So yeah. if you're giving me a brief and you want me to do this, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability, even if it's not my style. With a stylist, I feel like you should have a, quite a good understanding of most styles. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got your style you prefer to work with got your personal style and then you're going to have a hundred different others to cater for everyone. Mm. If you, um, if you know, you're a stylist and um, you've got one personal style and you stick to that, you, you very much put yourself in a box. Yeah. And I hate putting myself into a box. Mm. So I'm always open to different styles, even though they might not be my style or I might not agree with it. It's my job. You've yeah. got to be good at it. It's like being a musician and um, legit. I mean, I love musicians. Just do one genre. But you've got to be kind of fluid with it. Yeah. You have to have a, at least an understanding of other ones. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's... Uh that's exactly how I operate with my photography. Like sure. I got my own sort of Instagram, but then I got my business sort of side of things. And if a client wants sort so of thing, I'm image. still like still enjoy it. Cause like I'm making the creative decisions to fit, to cater for what they want. Um, you can still have your yeah. flair on that image as well. You know, yeah, like exactly. they'll hit you with, oh, I want this car shot. Like, boom. Boom. I know what to Damn, do. I know what to do. Yeah. Oh, so it's basically, it's like basically you're featuring on, like, you know when you do a feature for a song like that? Yeah, basically then, you're like, featuring yeah. on it. You have yeah. a little bit of input, but yeah. Um, Not necessarily the main character. No, yeah, you, have to, you, have to you, you have to remove yourself from the work. And yeah. I think that's always been super easy for me because I've always done that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, removing yourself from the work and making sure your client's happy. And at the end of the day, dude, that's awesome. You know, you made your client happy. You got a styling gig. Dope. Yeah. Sick. For sure. Yeah. And uh, have you found like trying to find like work as a stylist in Perth because say if we look at New York or just America in general or maybe like Paris or these bigger Melbourne owns in <laughs> Melbourne, uh, there's more productions happening there. There's more shows happening there. Um, there's, I guess, more artists that maybe don't have time to style themselves for shoots or shows or whatever. Um, and obviously it's been even more difficult over COVID, like no festivals or shows or much happening, but if you've must've found it like pretty difficult being here in Perth. Yeah, of course. Like obviously being from Perth and being like Francis and I from the East suburbs. So we're very much away from a lot of things. It took us like 50 minutes to get here. <laughs> His house is big as hell. His house is massive. <laughs> shout, um, shout out Perth traffic. <laughs> shout out Perth traffic. But yeah, obviously it's very much, Again, as I say, if you want to make it work, you got to make it work. Um, it's obviously there's been ups and downs. There's been so many times, you know, I've gone to the car with Francis. We've picked each other up and stuff. And I'm like, I hate 
fashion and I'm going to quit. Mm. Like this is so hard. It's it's just so tough. There's not enough work here. There's not enough people that want to do it. There's not an industry for it. But once you put yourself in that mindset, that stuff starts to exist. Um, and, you know, it's very much like the small fish, big pond, big pond. I mean, big fish, small pond kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you were to go to Melbourne to do this stuff, there's already a bigger there's a bigger group of people doing that, but that means there's more competition. Yeah. If you come to Perth, there's a smaller Dude, yeah. there's a smaller group of people, but there's a you know what I mean that it's, type of stuff. Where it's easy to make a name for yourself. It is easy. So you got to find the positives from it. You have to find the positives from it. I can sit here all day and say how annoying it is to come from Perth, but you got to be grateful for where you come from and um, just don't stop trying. Yeah. Just don't stop. Because, you know, there's people out there that want it more than you. And it's sure. one of those things. Yeah. And uh, even though I've talked to a lot of creatives on this podcast about being in Perth, it's more it's more difficult, but then it's almost like you become a stronger sort of creative um, because you're, you know, using what you have and uh, developing your creative skills. So then if you do go to a more... Um, like a place where there's more happening in the creative scene, it's actually easier to adapt because it's like sort of becomes easier putting yeah. yourself out there and like once you've had nothing here for it, you yeah. Know, when you go over there, work with nothing. Yeah. yeah, you can work with honestly nothing. I've had to work with just thrifting. In Perth, isn't the greatest. You know, thrifting in Melbourne's insane. Yeah. So knowing that I made it work here, I know I can make it work anywhere. In that type of sense, if you can make it work here, you can make it work anywhere. So. Mm. um yeah, and also don't be too harsh on yourself. It's everyone knows it's tough coming up in a creative business, especially in a very small town like Perth, compared to you know the Parises and stuff like that. Definitely don't be too harsh on yourself and just keep going. Like I've, I've Francis and I know a lot of people that have stopped in a creative field because it got too hard, mm. and the excuses rolled in because I'm from Perth and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the wasted potential with it, yeah. Um, but, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs. I, like I said, I've had so many times where I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to go back to construction, you know. I'm the um, same way. Yeah. Like, there's been so many times where we could have easily quit. But yeah. just knowing that, like, I think Tom, Tom Hanks said this. It's like when you're feeling really low, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When you're feeling really low, that will pass, you know. And oh, yeah, this shall pass. That, that shall pass. Yeah. But when you're feeling super high and super happy, that also shall pass. Yeah. There's going to be times where you're super low gonna suck heaps yeah but just know that will get better and there's gonna be times where you're super happy you think you know what you're doing it's gonna get super low again bam even, even with me like uh have you ever seen the j cole documentary i have not oh you gotta watch that because he basically during the documentary he was talking about how he had an intervention with his friends and his friends came up to him and talked to him and he was like yeah, you're doing something with your life right now, but you're not really going anywhere. Mm. And they had that conversation and he, something clicked in, in in his head and he started thinking like, I don't want to be the reason why I didn't pass, mm. why I didn't make it. I don't want when I'm older to look back and say, oh, I really could have made it if I would have tried harder. Yeah. So you got to give everything 100% because you don't want to look in the future and be like, Oh, if I if I had just gone to that one photo shoot, if I had just gone to this one studio session, if I had just like went to this one place, I would have met the right people. You can't give that excuse because everything's on you. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You live by yourself. You live for yourself. You were born for yourself. So you gotta work hard for you. Damn. Damn. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's a hundred percent true like uh we're i think as young creators we're like you just got to rely on yourself but then as you start coming up it's all about more like collaboration and like putting yourself out there but then end of the day all you have is you so you got to like work hard at it and uh i think even in the first scene i think there definitely is a market for you to become a full-time stylist because as you said there's actually not much competition here like there's no one that i know that's like branding themselves as stylists like sort of in the modern contemporary way with like social media yeah. and that sort of thing and uh if you think about sort of like all the artists coming and that sort of thing that's going to be coming through on 
or like festivals and and that like who's who's the styles to go to I, I don't know like you're the only person I know so yeah for sure I mean <laughs> there have there have been stylists in Perth before and they've moved to Melbourne and Sydney and stuff and that's obviously something I really want to do as well but I am really soaking it up in Perth like I'm I really do love this city I know I talk shit about it quite yeah. a lot but um there's always competition out there I'm not going to sit here and be like there's no competition for me like yeah. I don't think I'm the greatest I so much work I need to do and so much experience I need I still am not at I'm about like 60% right now mm. and I know I can get better and I want to get better hence working with heaps of creatives and there's a massive stigma that creatives are really mean like people want to help you. no they're mean <laughs> people want people they're mean. people want to help you I've I've obviously I've met a lot of people in the industry that I'm always super scared of I'm like oh my god especially like I think the fashion scene has that stigma so, but oh. it's I think it's coming away it is very much coming away because there's people collaborating collaborating yeah. and I'm, that's when I first started and what I do now, I'm collaborating with just everyone in Perth, like mm. Annie, so many people. I just love showing the Perth love. Because I remember like when we were growing up uh, and, you know, we were looking at all these people like blowing up in fashion. We used to call them like the vampiric overlords of Perth because they were very much like a, their own cult, mm. you know. And when you break that mold and start to actually enter that sort of field, you're like, oh, wow, they're really cool people. They're really yeah. chill. They're down to earth. Yeah, I think like, we, yeah. yeah, we all have this sort of facade on social media. Like I branded mm. myself like this. I want to look like this, but then, like it's all marketing. Like in reality, we all just want to like collab and stuff like that. We all just want to be like the best version. So we put that out there. So, mm. um, but yeah, if like a n- more advice, if you're trying to come up, just try and link with as many people as possible. Yeah, like just keep shoot out some DMs. Sh- I stuff I, it. I was supposed to go to Sydney earlier this year. Um, Are you going to talk do, about that one? Yeah, I'm going to oh, talk about okay. that one. Wow. To put work out there. Um, and I really wanted to do it and I was going to see Peter over there. And long story short, plans fell through and I couldn't go. And I got into a hella sad state. I was so sad about that. And then kind of switched to me. I sent about maybe a thousand DMs and about 400 emails because I was just chilling by myself. True. And I was like, you know what? If I'm not going to be working, I'm going to work from here. About... 998 of those I got left unopened or delivered and two of those I got opened by some insane people really um some really cool people I got to speak to the owner of Marnie Francisco Risso Whoa. um and that to me was just insane yeah it was and you know if I never shot that message out there I would never know damn yeah um like this is a creative director of a humongous brand mm. in Europe somewhere um and we had a chat was it from an IG DM or an email? IG or? DM. Whoa. He has crazy. Like maybe a couple mil on Instagram, I think. IG DM. I sent him a message. I said, G'day. G'day. <laughs> um, Calvin. <laughs> G'day. <laughs> I, um, I would really love to have a chat with you. Like I've got some questions I really want answered and I think you're a really cool person. So, and just like that, we talked, we set up a call. So oh. I Zoomed him. Um, there was a massive language barrier because I think he only speaks Italian and a little bit of English. Um, but, and because I'm Australian as well, it was a bit hard for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, you got to shoot your shot. Like, and you have to learn how to take rejection is a massive thing in creative industry. Whether it's music, people not liking your music, people not liking your photography, um, people not liking my styling. It's, it's, you have to learn that, that type of stuff. It's really subjective, just like yeah. art. Yeah. Um, so learning how to take those L's is also a massive thing, mm. but don't let that don't let that put you down for sure. Because I've had a lot of people hate my work. God, so many people. Yeah. But I keep rolling. You know. What in haters in the comments or what? Um, you know, when I was first starting to do this, I had a lot of people. You know, take the piss out of me. Like styling wasn't. Oh yeah, especially in uh, like the culture here. Yeah, like, for sure. Not many, even if you're a little bit into fashion, you're going to be looking a little bit oh, yeah. strange because you're you know yeah you're not wearing thongs and bodies yeah for sure like i'm i'm super australian guy i yeah. grew up in a really australian home i have pretty australian friends um so as soon as you put you know converse on or something yeah. or you know something like that you get like homophobic comments and stuff yeah. like that Interesting, um, yeah. which is it's really odd i mean i hope they get better whatever mm. i hope that culture changes um but yeah it's uh no, it, it is really... 
it's odd. Interesting. Um, Well, it's just, I think it's just the fact that, you know, when you're dressed different, you're seen as different. But like in, I I like never get that because I think I'm just hanging out with creative people. Yeah, for sure. But if you, I think just starting out and maybe like, you know, you go through maybe different friends, like maybe when you're just starting out, it is difficult because maybe your circle isn't used to, doesn't know anything about fashion and that oh sort of God. thing. So if you yeah. come wearing pants that are a little too baggy or wide or w- flared or whatever, they're going to be like, oh, what is it? So weird. But if you surround yourself with creatives, they're kind of like more used to that. For sure. And obviously Definitely. you're going to have friends. Like a lot of my friends also aren't into fashion as well. You don't have to just hang out with creative people, mm. but it always helps. Um, I had to obviously drop a couple friends because – Know, they took the piss out of me or you had yeah. to leave certain groups of people you know if you're going to change yourself you want your friends your friends are your friends aren't there because you're a stylist yeah your friends are there because they're your mates mm. so um definitely surrounding myself with you know obviously creatives in the scene has helped me a lot as well because very like-minded but um yeah just try try to surround yourself with better people and people who accept you for who you are even on that point right there like I remember, like, when I was growing up in school and stuff like that, I used to do the fashion a little bit, some modeling and stuff like that. And people used to take the piss. Mm. And it's really crazy because people after that will come back and be like, yo, how do you get into this fashion Mm. scene? Oh, my God. And they come back and they ask you again, and now they're comfortable sharing how they truly feel about the actual creative aspects of doing things. So stuff like that for me is really full circle because the amount of people that used to hate on me on some, like, oh, like, it's really weird that he's doing this fashion scene. Yeah. And especially, you know, um, growing up, going to private school, you know how, like, you know, everybody would react to you mm. wearing certain things and certain colorways or wearing, putting on makeup mm. to go do a runway. Yeah. You know, it's, everybody's it's like, no, like, yeah. what are you doing? And then now they're all like, oh, yeah, like, how do you really get into this fashion thing? Like, I really want to get into it. I'm, I'm not, I don't hold any grudges, so it's mm. okay. Like, if you want to get into it, I'm always available to have this conversation, but yeah. it's, just don't really care. It doesn't matter. Damn, yeah. bro. How'd you get on the Digital Creators Podcast, man? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> You're really up there, man. Uh. <laughs> no, for sure. Like, that's something actually we don't cover too much. I haven't covered too much on here, but yeah, like, your social circle is a huge part of, like, your development, especially as a creative. And now, like, I'm at a place where, like, I'm surrounded by creative people, always bouncing ideas, the... Events I go to are more sort of like creative, so you, you meet more like-minded people. And I think it is also about just like knowing yourself more, just like learning about yourself and uh, that influences your style. And once you know who you are, you know like what type of people you want to sort of surround yourself with. For sure. You should have seen back in uh, um, in high school when I would like post a fit pic <clears throat> and then go on to school the next day. It was like the apocalypse. What happened? Oh, just the absolute the ridicule. The hate, bro. You know, posting like, I'd have maybe one too many chains on or like my pants would be like a bit or weird. Or you have a pink shirt on. Or you have a pink shirt. Like, oh, wow. And like knowing I'd post that at like 8 p.m. that night and knowing at school the next day, people were just going to like just bully me. It was so funny to think about now. Um, what you six four, was that? So he's okay. You're six four, so you're okay. I'm not six four. You're six four. I'm not six four. Stand on my six money. Four. I'm six four. What's up with that? Um, that was that, honestly that was year twelve. I graduated honestly twenty nineteen. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Back then, it would just it's not. I guess like Instagram's been around for a minute, but just having sort of everyday person post post fit pics it was a strange thing to Um, do back then yeah especially when like because year 12 i had absolutely no like social status or instagram Mm. or stuff like that you know you don't have anything to back yourself with it so it's weird and all that type of stuff but like yeah weird days i think it's going to be the most normal well it sort of is normal now with like i mean even the concept of just posting photos of yourself or even videos of yourself like um, as someone who has like a YouTube channel, so weird to like start just have a YouTube channel like back in the day, or whatever. But now everybody's like doing little vi- vlogs on TikTok and oh, that sort of it. thing. So it's TikTok's crazy. been massive for that. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I, I know so many like people that post fit pics now, yeah. and um, I doubt they would get ridiculed for it because it's a little bit more popular thing. And I'm glad that's happened, so no one can feel how it feels like to be ridiculed. 
Yeah. It's nice. It's it's, it's cool. Um, but yeah, definitely a self ex- self like experience kind of thing. It uh, makes you who you are kind of thing. Because if you can you know, go to school every day after posting fit pics and just get the piss taken skin. out of you, you get thick skin. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. And what's kind of on the horizon for you? Like, I guess uh, it can be stuff that's actually booked in, or can it be like your plan for the next year? Like, what do you want to do? Or you want to just keep collaborating or at the moment i am yeah just keep on collaborating i'm going to sydney and melbourne in the end of november Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of work over there for me with some specific magazines and stuff like that that i'm really keen to release i can't wait to do some styling for that and just really cool people i've met online and that type of stuff um it should be really cool um but right now i do think extremely short term i do have long-term goals but um thinking short term works a little bit easier for me, um, especially within like a styling sense. Um, take every shoot as it is. Um, and then you learn a lot after shoots. All the time I learn something new after shoots and stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think recently you had a little little article about yourself in the Fashion Journal magazine. magazine. Yeah. That's pretty dope. So how did that come about and like how, how did it all? I literally just got a, a, a message from someone who followed me on Instagram that I'd just followed like just short time before um, and they wanted to cover, I think, yeah, 11 creatives and how they cultivate their signature style. Um, and yeah, literally they were just like, yeah, we want to write, write a little thing about that. Um, what's your signature style, stuff like that. So they, did they find you on Instagram, sorry? They found me on Instagram, yeah. One of their journalists um, messaged me on Instagram just saying, um, like, this is what it is, would you like to be featured? And I was like, of course, yeah, that'd be dope as. That'd be so sick. I think I'm a little bit further down the bottom. I think Annie's on here as well. Um, but yeah, no, it was super cool. And it's uh, really cool to be hey. kind of, there we are. It's really cool to be um, recognised for some work. Um, was really really sweet. So, there's your boy, Calvin. So, Calvin Isens, he him stylist and creative director. Is that a selfie? That is a selfie. That took me a long time to do. I am not a camera guy. Everyone thinks I'm a photographer somehow. Um, but yeah, that's just that small little article on how you wear stuff and what your thing is, and then Instagram app. It was it was really cool, really simple, but it's just one of those things where. It's cool to be recognised and stuff and yeah, have 100%. people reach out to be like, hey, we think your style is dope. Yeah. Do you want to be featured with 11 other creatives? And yeah. I was like, of course, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, that'd be sick. So, um, I just want to give my take on kind of like the professional styling scene because as a photographer, I am shooting a bit of uh, commercial fashion and uh, the work that sort of pays well, it is more like yeah, very commercial stuff, like the bigger... It's mostly for shopping centers is what, where like my work comes from. Like there'll be a shopping center and inside that shopping center are different brands that have stores and you want to, they style models with those brands and then we do a shoot. Um, And they always have a stylist who gets paid to source from the different stores and style. And is that something that you would want to do? Like... It's, it's always been on the table. There's always that commercial and then creative, like slash creative. There's, you can obviously do commercial stuff. You get pretty good money for that. Mm. Um, and you get that comfort of having like a salary and stuff like that. Or you can move towards more creative side. And um, I think there's a little bit more risk to that, but there's a lot more, um, you can get a little bit more from it. I don't, I don't really know what I would like to do, to be honest. I'm still super early with this type of stuff. Yeah. Still super early. Um, but I'm obviously, I've done a couple commercial things in my time for a couple stores and stuff like that. And it was a really good experience. There's definitely like I've done a couple music videos and stuff like that where, you know, you're working with a hundred plus people on set mm. and you learn so much about, um, I worked on a music video with Adrian, um, who's a upcoming, I don't know, R&B singer. Adrian Zuke. Yeah, R&B singer in Perth. And that was awesome. Um, you know, seeing all the massive cameras and seeing, you know, getting your timing right with when you're going to style them, you know, all that organisation was insane and I never would have learnt that just through by doing commercial shoots. I don't think I have that on my Instagram just oh. yet. Um, I still haven't posted it to come. Coming soon. On Cowboy <laughs> Calvin. Um, I saw it was dope though. 
Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. It was awesome. I think I feel like you got to showcase your creative flair. There it was was a bit. Seventies, uh, sort yeah, of that it was vintage flare pants. style. Yeah, flare pants and so, um, massive orange suit. I'm not the massive fan. Where did of you orange. source that? Um, it was actually sourced by someone else. I just did the styling for the pants, the shoes, um, you know, singlet jewelry mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but normally, when you do commercial stuff, um, there is some. You don't really have to do much sourcing because normally it's always there. Kind of, it just depends. If you do like Myers or something like that, if you're styling for Myers, they've got all the stuff there and yep. you just have to style it. Um, for music videos, I just did a music video for Brucey and I had to source all that plus mm. style him. Yep. So every job's different and that's what I like about it. Every job is different, whether it's a photo shoot, video, like short film, um, any of that, everything's always different. So you're always learning and that's something I'm always about. I always want to learn more because again, I'm not happy just by staying the same. Mm. I always want to learn. Yeah, you always grow myself. Growing, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and then have you been, you've been to Melbourne? Yeah. Cause I want to kind of, I like to talk about like what the scene over there is like in terms of maybe being a stylist over there and also like the fashion scene. So how is that different from Perth? I think Melbourne, as a lot of people say, Perth is a couple of years behind, mm. um, but create like creatively, uh, Melbourne is a lot more fluid. There's a lot more going on there with a bigger po- population. There's you know, more singers come out of there. More, It's just a massive creative field. And I think a lot more money gets put into that. Yeah, for sure. Being from WA, it's a very much like, you know, it's basically like a farming kind of thing, like from out, where it all started. The, yeah. It's it's a very Australian thing being from WA. It's like, yeah, beers we're just, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, we're just, yeah, obviously isolated. Yeah. So... A lot of people compare us to like a country town in terms Basically. of like comparing us as a city to other places. Yeah. So that's sort of why we're a little bit behind. But I think, I don't know, maybe with social media, we're like getting... We're, we're catching <laughs> up for up. sure. We're catching up. There's some amazing people in Perth, 100%. Um, and there's some incredible people in Melbourne as well. Melbourne is just a lot bigger. There's a lot more stores. You know. They're in fashion week. Hey? Melbourne has their own fashion yeah, week. Yeah, fashion week and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, true. They have Acne Studio stores and stuff like that. Mm, the biggest store yeah, we have yeah, is yeah. a Gucci store. Do you know what I mean? They have Balenciaga stores. Mm. That opens up. There's just a bigger market over there. Just yeah. like in any industry, there's a bigger market somewhere else. Yep. Or like um, that type of stuff. But it is really cool and I can't wait to go over and meet you know, so many people that I've met through social media, mm. friends that have come over to Perth and I've met. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot more job opportunity there. Yeah. Um, but I think when you're just first starting off, try and conquer Perth first. Yeah, I think that seems to be your skill, man. Just like connecting, like sending DMs and collaborating and like putting out sort of like free work. Yeah, of course. And uh, just getting yourself out there you like to, that. You have to drop your ego with that type of stuff. It's, yeah. very, it's very easy to be like, I'm not going to send that DM. Like they're going to think I'm weird or something like that yeah, um, shoot your shot you have to shoot your shot especially in this type of stuff it's not just going to come to you like <laughs> it's not going to come to you at all you have to work for it and you have to and I'm all about like yeah collaborating people so it makes it easier when you collaborate people they know other people and stuff like mm-hmm. that um, shoot your shot 100% if you're, if you're messaging that girl or guy <laughs> shoot your shot hey that's what it's about shooting your shot you have to shoot your shot 100% and uh, any sort of final advice for people who maybe there could be students or sort of younger people getting into styling and like that sort of thing? How do you how do you start? How do you kind of overcome um, maybe other people judging you if you're getting into fashion scene and they might see it as weird and like just how do you get yourself out there and it's like a summary? Well, it's a it's a big question. I'm not <laughs> going to tell you because I'm going to gatekeep it. Now. <laughs> Um, I think staying true, true to yourself is always the big thing for me. I've always stayed true to myself. Um, work with other people, drop your ego, just have trust in yourself and definitely never be too harsh on yourself. It's a tough business. It's a tough world. Um, just be true to yourself and you can make it 100%. 100%. Yeah, put yourself out there, shoot your shot. Um, where can people find you or if they want to maybe collab or get advice or work with you, you can, um yeah you can find me on instagram cowboy calvin underscore my dms are always open to any questions yeah. stuff like that if you want to work with me send me a dm super easy i'm always open so 
W Frank to hit me up. 100%. I will leave Calvin's and Francis's links and Instagrams and everything um, in the show notes. Boys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, 